Hi people, it's Chili here from Live Listen Erased, and there once was a band that formed, you see, the name of the band was Elstomer Perth, their songs blew up and their fans tipped up, oh sing my lads, come sing. First up, the band is not from Australia, but formed in Perth, Scotland, and what an interesting band they are. The band for beer drinkers and hellraisers of the 21st century. This may come as a surprise, but I have never actually heard any of their songs, or at least none of them knowingly. So, here I am, with a fresh take on the band. I have heard of this band, however, and I judge them to be a bit one-dimensional, writing them off as some kind of drinking songs accompanied by power metal. And you know what? After listening to this latest album, Seventh Rum of a Seventh Rum, I'm not entirely convinced it's changed my mind. Seventh Rum of a Seventh Rum is their seventh album. Ooh, very clever. And of course, it is a play on the Iron Maiden album, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. This might be their second reference to an Iron Maiden album, with the other one being Back Through Time, possibly alluding to Somewhere in Time. Similarities aside, it is safe to say that Ailstorm is completely different to Iron Maiden. In fact, according to the trustworthy source of Wikipedia, they are in a niche genre, surprisingly called pirate metal. Now I do love power metal and listening to stuff I just have never heard of and despite my earlier negativity this is actually an album I enjoyed. I have to admit that while I judged this book by its cover I was mostly correct. However I found them to be a little bit more in depth than what I originally thought and a very talented bunch of musicians. I guess it's like people who dismiss baby metal, considering them to be a gimmick kind of band for their song Gimme Chocolate. So I guess I can understand the frustrations with both parties there. Also, both of these bands are in very niche genres, with baby metal, of course, being in the kawaii metal genre. So, when I played this album on the first playthrough, I was super impressed by the hooks just coming straight off the bat. These are some incredible guitar riffs from the lads, and they can really write some songs. Of course, with the backing composition of instruments, it does give that sea shanties on steroids kind of feel, and that's not exactly a bad thing. So each song definitely feels like a super powerhouse of you can do it, I have big dick energy or something like that. Now, there are some drawbacks to this album as two of the songs are continuing from previous ones with the return to Tortuga and Wooden Leg Part 3. So I feel like I've done a bit of a sacrilegious thing by listening to these tracks out of order. I guess it's kind of like listening to The Unforgiven 2 before listening to The Unforgiven by Metallica. But whoops, that's just how I listen to it, sorry to say. As far as the track list goes, this is a pretty solid album. Of course, it's got the original album for the first couple of tracks, and then it's got the second part of the album, which is, of course, all the other songs just in previous folky kind of acoustic versions of them. I think they did this with their previous album as well, uh, just to accommodate a different kind of sound, and I didn't really care for the second part of the album. I was listening to the first half. But some of the fans may really enjoy this, and props to them. For most of the part, I can't fault any of the tracks. They're all highly energetic and extremely fun to listen to. A few of the songs, however, didn't exactly sound as good as the rest of the album, with stuff like Bite the Hook Hand That Feeds or Come to Brazil, which just in my mind just didn't reach that bar. But the riffs are still intense on these songs. I think I mostly attribute this lack of flair to the songs themselves being so energetic that after the first few fly by, they start to blend and just sound very similar in style. It's like having the punch of a cannon being fired, but slowly losing its trajectory over time. Speaking of cannonballs, <laughs> wow, that is an incredible song. I can't play it, of course, without getting banned from YouTube 
And that's not because of copyright claims. There is no quarter on that song. Amazing. Overall, I give the album 1.5 million chilies on the spicy scale, with the best tracks being Megalon's Expedition, P-A-R-T-Y, and the aforementioned Cannonball. If you love pirates and love power metal, then this is the band that has been missing in your life. However, this is a very targeted audience to select from. These lads are very talented musicians, there is no understating that for sure. But the mix of songs regarding drinking and partying and pirate stuff to the tune of pirate folk metal with occasional use of 16-bit electronica can get pretty repetitive very quickly. I think I find myself at this stage enjoying a few of their songs at a time, but not really a whole album. I'm glad I did check this album out, and it's definitely broadened my horizons, no pun intended. And I'm glad you have made it this far into the review. Please let me know below on your thoughts of this album, and please, don't make me walk the plank. And remember people, you have a great day and stay spicy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live Listener Race. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our Chili Con Carnage crew so you can get notified for all the future videos that we put out, as we put out videos every Friday. Also, we are on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter over at Live Listener Race, so make sure to tune in over there. And don't forget to like this video so that our manager can stay very happy.